1: Each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's Word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists.
2: You're in the neighborhoods we live in. You're in the ones we're passing by. You're in the ones we call our neighbors. And the ones who still the right.
1: now here's the host of abolition radio founder and executive director of love never fails Vanessa Russell
3: thanks Dave and welcome to abolition radio the broadcast outreach of love never fails we are in the studio today with the bump bump, bump bump I mean um hold up we're gonna come to who we have in the studio it's gonna be funky, yeah. it's gonna be exciting, but in a moment, we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> First, I want to say hi to my partner in justice, Benita Hopkins.
4: Hello, Vanessa and everyone in our listening audience. today's Yes, today is a, another exciting
3: day. Yes, always an exciting day. And yes. so we, we are just blessed to have, um, some actually royalty in here, some musical royalty in our, in our studio today. <laughs> Mark <laughs> Cannoli. Welcome Mark.
5: Uh I'm honored to be here. Thank you. <laughs> I'm wondering to who you guys are talking about.
3: <laughs> King Mark Cannoli. <laughs> King Mark. No, so so Mark actually uh just coming from his reading his bio, boy, what a rich background mm-hmm. and a variety of, of things that he's been involved in and been through. And it and in his manifests in his music and his love for the Lord. I I see here that you're the fifth son of a family of six boys. Wow, I've, I God bless your mom. Um, she had her hands full too. <laughs> <laughs> Coffeyville, Kansas is uh, where you were born, but you grew up in Oakland.
5: I yeah, I considered it Oakland. Okay, I moved there when we were. Uh, I was eight years old when we moved there. So
3: okay, and I see you went to San Francisco State. So you you've been throughout the bay throughout yeah. the bay um and then you got bit by the music bug <laughs> yeah so in 74 you formed your first uh band with your brother Ron Canoli of uh, he's the integrity music worship ooh, ooh, leader ooh, ooh,
5: mm-hmm. that's in ron. so
3: cal hi ron and um you're living in uh in hollywood uh, so again another touch point in california just going and I, yeah, 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 been around Cali. Okay, wait, we won't go there. <laughs> Mark began to refine his music skills as a songwriter, a musician, an engineer, a producer, playing with the Bump City Band, um singing with with, with Whitfield Records and Norman Whitfield of Motown fame and a variety. And I actually want to go through a couple of the songs because I think our listening audience will really appreciate Plus, I just love your voice. It's beautiful. Um, but, you know, all of this was working towards mm. uh, a time when you and Jesus met face to face. And we are going to talk about that. That was in 1988 when you moved to San Jose.
5: Yeah. I, actually, I gave my life to the Lord in 85, but I had one foot in the world, one foot in the church for several more years yeah. until mm-hmm. I finally. All and right. And in 88, I moved to San Jose. That's right.
6: Yeah.
3: And here we are, uh, and there's a few other things that I want to bring forward from your bio, but we'll, we'll, we'll touch on those later, but I, I just. I, I want to say, um, first off, you were, you, you came to the Alameda County Fair with us to our event, our LNF tour this past week. And we were so blessed to have you close out the event and also showcase one of the young ladies that you've been working with, uh, Mm -hmm.
6: um,
3: who sang the Love Never Fails theme song, Mm -hmm. uh, which you wrote Mm -hmm. and, um, about, uh, you know, just, being more kind and, and, get, and being more, uh, aware of the people in our community and, and how love never fails. And, uh, and of course, fighting against human trafficking. And so, uh, I, you know, I, I want to start off with mama and the mm-hmm. beginning with mm-hmm. the five, six boys. Um, how much of a, an impact did your mother make? <laughs> in the person that you have become <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> loaded question
5: <laughs> very much um very much is not a big enough word to describe miss edith mm. that's what everybody call her everybody called her miss edith edith cannoli first of all she was a gifted woman herself who never done anything outside of the church mm. but miss edith was that alto Mm. (laughs) the one that when she sang, she tore the whole church up, Mm -hmm. right? She could bring it as could bring it. And of a, a, she was a woman of God, a praying woman of God. In fact, I remember when I was 11 years old that I noticed that my mother prayed every night,
6: Mm.
5: every night she got on her knees and she prayed. And I thought, wow, if it's that important to her, It's got to be that important to me. And I I began the same habit of Mm -hmm. praying every night. Wow. And, of course, in those days, you know, I was 11, 12 years old. I didn't know how to really pray. I prayed the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's all right. Which recently in my prayer life, uh, now that, you know, I'm I'm an old man and I've got my own family, all my kids, and and I've been to Bible college and a graduate (laughs) and all of that, and, uh, you know, I learned how to pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently I returned back to that in my mm-hmm. prayer life of including mm-hmm. the Lord's Prayer because I came to the conclusion that, you know what? Lord's Prayer is pretty mm-hmm. thorough. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. enough. I mean, uh, and, and, uh, uh, so my mom influenced me to pray. And even when I was a heathen out in the world, because he, I, I gave my, I first got baptized when I was like, uh, Uh, 12 years old, Mm -hmm. but by the time I was 15, raised in East Oakland, I got rebellious. Yeah. I turned away from God. But even during that time when I turned away from God, even in that time when I was on the road and playing in bands, I still prayed Mm -hmm. every night. And the guys in a band considered me the religious guy, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because I was in secular, Mm -hmm. uh, funk, Mm -hmm. rock bands. And the guys, well, he's and when I was with Norman Whitfield, I would mm-hmm. I would we'd sometimes we'd do sessions that would go three and four days long. And nobody mm-hmm. would leave. I would get on my knees and pray in the studio. So mm-hmm. my mom left a tremendous impact of mm-hmm. prayer on my life. And wow. I, uh, that was uh, and, and I, I still do it today.
3: And in those days when you were in East Oakland, do you do you feel that uh, that those prayers kept you?
5: Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, looking back on it mm-hmm. now, of course, when you're in it, you mm-hmm. don't see it. But, you know, I look at all the things that happened. I remember the, the scariest day of my life back in 68 mm-hmm. when I was in the uh, eighth grade at Havens Court Junior High School. Oh, Haven's Court. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went to Havens okay. Court. I was in the eighth grade. And uh, the night after Martin Luther King got mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And— that next day, I was at school when all the riots mm-hmm. in every school in mm-hmm. East Oakland broke out, mm-hmm. and I was scared. I'd never been that scared in my life. Mm-hmm. I thought, "Man, they're gonna come in here with a bomb and blow this whole neighborhood up," mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I realized that that you know, now looking back at all the things that I went through, being raised in East Oakland, um, that the grace of God has been on my life and favor on my family mm-hmm. for decades as long, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah. long as I can remember, you know, yeah. as long, far as, I, far as I can remember.
4: As soon as Miss uh, Edith started singing, huh? <laughs> yeah, <boy.
5: laughs>
4: I mean, and what she had to pray, right? Six boys. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah. In yeah.
4: Oakland. <laughs> she had to pray.
3: She did. She yeah. was a praying woman. She was
4: a praying woman. I remember her.
3: You do. Yeah. Wow. I do. Wow. I do.
4: Sweet lady, sweet lady.
3: So what was her take? I, I'm curious, as you progressed and got bit by the music bug, mm. um, being a woman of God, uh, how'd you feel about that?
5: Oh, man, she was really disappointed. She was not happy. She was not happy. Um, I was, I guess my, my family considered me one of the, uh, all my brothers were smart. Mm-hmm. But I had a 3.9 grade point average when I graduated from from. High school, Mm -hmm. or I'm sorry, not 3.8. When I went to college, when I went to San Francisco State, Mm -hmm. I was there for two years and had a Mm 3.9 grade point average, Mm -hmm. and uh, my major was commercial art. My minor was physics, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, and I went to L.A. one time to visit Ron (laughs) and came back and said, Mom, I'm going to drop out of school and go to L.A. and start playing. I was 19 years old. Wow. 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 And uh, she wasn't happy. So mama wasn't happy. <laughs> she you know? wasn't happy. I
3: don't blame her. Right? I would have been like, boy, you're going to finish this up, and yeah. then you're going to get big Particularly in that day,
4: you know? Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. well, when we come back, we'll find out if if uh, there was actually a completion (laughs) of that work. If not, (laughs) hey, we'll pray it in even 20 years later. Right. (laughs) Uh, But we'll come right back. And thank you for listening to Abolition Radio.
1: We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight. Against human trafficking.
3: Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today with Mark Cannoli, and we are learning some really um, interesting information about him and his family. And we started off talking about his mom and her, you know, the 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 early days with her six sons. And I was just during the break, I was just um, hearing overhearing him, uh, Mark, talk about one of his brothers, who he said was is so brilliant. And so just kind of restate one of your brothers actually played with Quincy Jones, Tevin Campbell, Maxwell, Maxwell, Uh, another of your brothers, Ron, um, you know, has a a long career of writing songs and and just doing some amazing music and yourself. And, and is it just the three of you that are musical or the whole family?
5: Miss Cannoli (laughs) had six boys that were very, very gifted. Mm. Jerry Wayne, Wendell Ellis, uh, Ronald Keith, <laughs> Joshua Willis, me, and Craig Stephen. Mm. Of the six boys, all of us could do something. Yeah. All of us could sing, play, do something. But only three of us took wow. it to a professional level. Mm. Okay. If we had had a family group, yeah. if we if mm. we would have had a family group. We'd have been as strong as the Jacksons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some mm-hmm. gifted people. Mm-hmm. The Cannoli
3: Six. Yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> we had a really good something. group. Yeah. yeah, but the problem was there was a long gap between the six of us—a 22-year gap between okay. the oldest and the youngest. Okay. So the two oldest were raised together. The two middle were kind of raised together, mm-hmm. and the two babies were raised together. And I'm one of the babies. I'm number five of six. So had but but so we never we never had a chance to really. Jail like uh, that, jail huh? yeah. like that, and do anything. Mm-hmm. And then the other three boys who were also gifted—Jerry Wayne, Wendell Ellis, and Joshua Willis—could do something, but they were never serious about music.
3: Yeah, yeah. wow. They were never serious yeah. about music. And so. and so you know, just just tying back to that prayer, you know, mm-hmm. I just think it's amazing what God can do, how God keeps us, and how God uh, stirs up our gifts. And here was a here was a. And in a community where African American males, um, you know, traditionally have not done very well and, and been able to skirt away from, uh, you know, and obviously I'm I'm generalizing, but skirt away from violence and all of the things that are taking our young men's lives and all of you know incarceration and 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 here we have six young men, three of which uh, were able to take their gift to a professional level. Yeah. And I just, I just thank God for keeping you guys Mm -hmm. and the gifts that we've, that have been bestowed upon us Mm -hmm. because of that fervent, um, committed prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and and so here we are today and you you know you you there was this shift that went on in your life in 85 83, 88 right uh, yeah 85 88 <clears throat> in that time frame and um and you went to Sierra Pacific Bible College mm-hmm. correct? correct yes all right and then you went on actually to um lead uh, worship
5: at uh
3: Jubilee Christian Center for a time
5: um uh- Karen, I was a substitute worship leader. I was the main guy. Okay. Jubilee. I was a. Substitute oh, you were the chief guy. audio engineer. I was the chief audio engineer. Gotcha, was gotcha. my job for eighteen years. Yeah.
3: Wow. Long yeah. Which you know, some amazing um, work being done there. Uh, we actually had the opportunity to do a street outreach out of Jubilee um, just a month ago. Okay. And um, we we came there to pray, and um, and our hope is that we can do more. To basically go there, pray, and then disband from there and go into the highways and the byways mm-hmm. and go minister to people under bridges and, you know, it, it, wherever they are, um, and help them to know that they're loved. And of course, if there's anyone who's exploited, offering them specific services and whatnot, but, um, we're grateful for that. And so, so, so you, you know, in, in, in some, um, uh, in the beginning of your walk, you dove right in, it sounds like. And is that right? Well, not quite. Well, but, after those three
6: years. Right. I had okay.
5: Three years, of one foot in the world, one foot in the church. And then one night I just decided I wanted to be a man of God mm-hmm. and that the music industry was an idol for me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was signed to one label and. I was married to one woman and in love with another one. And my my life was a mess because Mm -hmm. of my, uh, because of music not Mm -hmm. because of music, because of my weakness Mm -hmm. and music gave me opportunity Mm -hmm. to be a fool. Mm -hmm. And I was a fool. Mm -hmm. I was a young man. I was a fool. I was 28 years old, got gold records, platinum records, movie soundtracks, uh, movie soundtracks. I'd played on a, a couple of big movies. Uh, I had a Grammy nomination for production, but my life was a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the success in this secular industry and I was coming home from failing one night and said, God, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I want to be, I want to follow you for your reasons.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: So I quit music. Wow. I quit music. And then God, um, God made an opportunity for me to, to get out of that industry.
6: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, and get away from it, to separate myself from the secular music industry. And that's when I moved to San Jose, got the job at Jubilee Christian Center, and just sat under the anointing Mm -hmm. of Pastor Dick Burnell and, of Mm -hmm. course, my brother Ron Cannoli. Mm -hmm. And that's where I met Sister Benita, Mm -hmm. and we became friends. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think you sold... Tapes for me when I was running the tape lab. Sometimes. When you were in Bible college, yep. didn't yep. you, yep. or something like that? Yep. Anyway, um, so um, yeah, I got uh, and sitting under the the presence of God, being on staff at the church, but mostly I committed to going to Bible college. Not because I wanted to become a minister; that was never in my mind. But I wanted to know who is this God that I claim that I know. I really didn't know who God was. Mm
6: -hmm. So I
5: went to Bible college and that was probably the the most important investment I ever made with my money in my life was going to Bible college and learning who Mm -hmm. God was, not who is preached from the pulpit. Mm Because a lot of times what's preached from the pulpit is it's kind of
4: other uh, things.
5: Yeah, it's kind of other things, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's it's kind of watered down, or not I mean, watered down is not the right word, but it may not be everything that God wants you to know. God wants everybody to have their own relationship, mm-hmm. which means you have to make an effort to go to another level to get to find out who who are you.
3: Yeah,
4: who good. are
5: you?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like uh, the metaphor that came popped into my mind is. You know, you, you meet a guy in my case and you think he's, you know, nice. You want to go out with him, but you guys never talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. You never visit each other. You're only finding out about him through one of your friends. Yeah. So how, how are you going to mm-hmm. really get to know him because you don't know him for yourself? Mm-hmm. You haven't, you haven't dated him. You haven't married him. You haven't slept with him, mm-hmm. but, you know, a, a, and live with him, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that in my, you know, that's what God wants, you know, and, and, and it's so funny because the first time I, I think of the first time I actually read through the Bible, I was like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, you just quote these, you know. Therefore, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, you know, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, but you don't know what's on the top and on the bottom of those. <laughs> right. Those those scriptures yeah, that when memory verses for, yeah. that we we yeah. hold on to. We don't always know right. the context right. who's speaking, you know. So you learned all of that when you were in Bible I, college.
5: Yeah, I learned that. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So this is, um, so, so we're going somewhere, we're on a journey here. Um, but I think, you know, what I'm pulling, uh, just as we go, what I'm hearing here is, is God really got a hold of you. And, and, and I want to come back and talk about the need to separate from secular music for when we come back, because I want the odd listening audience to understand what your perspective is on secular music and, um, um, And for me, because I can relate, I I too had a time where I could not listen to secular music because music was so much a part of me. And so I want to contrast that for people who are listening um, to help them consider for themselves where they are and what they may need to abstain from for a time uh, as they draw near to the Lord. So we'll come right back. And thank you for listening to Abolition Radio.
1: We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking.
3: And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today with Mark Canoli, and we're learning all about he and his family and uh, growing up in Oakland and moving to L.A. and... San Jose and San Francisco and all over the Bay It's awesome. And uh, throughout California. And, and so one of the things that I was just touching on, you had mentioned that when you gave your life to the Lord, you had to have a time of separation from, from secular music in the secular industry. And um, I was reflecting when you said that, that I had a similar experience and I was sharing during the break that I, um, you know, grew up with music was my, was my coping mechanism Mm -hmm. it was my safe place and many of that and i shouldn't say safe place because a lot of the music i listened to was very violent very vulgar um against women against people of color uh, just just all around bad but for me it gave me an outlet to express the anger and the pain uh, that i i was feeling um and so it was like it was my thing and when I came to the Lord at twenty six, twenty seven, I had to stop listening to secular music for a time because I had to give space for the Lord to uh, reprogram my mind.
6: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And now I can listen to secular music and I can say, ooh, it's going in a different direction. I, I know that place and I ain't going back in there mm-hmm. and I can stop and change a channel. But uh, at that time, I was not strong enough to know that I was being or discerning enough to know that I was being sucked into a place that I, I had no business being in. Do you have a similar experience or
5: as a matter of fact, I do. Uh huh. Um, when I was signed to Whitfield records, I signed to Whitfield records when I was 22 years old. And here I am signing with a legend in the industry, Norman Whitfield. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> that was one of the greatest times in my life as far as, uh, I've, I consider that the greatest educational time of my mm. life because Norman Whitfield was the producer for uh, was the, the biggest producer on the Whitfield labels in the sixties. He, he wrote and produced some of the if if you if you name twenty Whit- Motown records, mm. if you name twenty Motown records. He probably wrote fifteen to seventeen of them mm-hmm. you know, I heard it through the grapevine, runaway child running mm-hmm. wild, mm-hmm. just my imagination just mm-hmm. the list just goes on, and here I am now. he is my tour mm-hmm. uh music. I really got into production and songwriting like it went to a whole nother level once I signed as an I signed as an artist, but he found out I was a songwriter, and what happened was this became the idol. Mm-hmm chasing the next record deal, the next production deal, the next whatever. Nothing else was more important than that to me, than finding, you know, this the next deal or the next gig or the next whatever it was, the next hot band or whatever. And I played with some really wonderful, gifted musicians. There's a lot of gifted people. Hmm. But the more you the more you get yourself into that environment, the more it begins to draw on you. Mm-hmm. The Bible talks about, uh, in Proverbs, it talks about if you hang around with fools, mm-hmm. you become a fool. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what was happening with me. You know, I was becoming the fool, uh, following, chasing the same things they were They were chasing. And so uh, that, that caused my life to get just messed up. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I was really very selfish. I was very selfish. By 28 years old, I was just a selfish young man. With some had a, a little success, gold records, platinum records, movie no, Grammy nomination, movies, all of all of that stuff I had some success. But I was selfish, mm-hmm. and I had a family that you know I wasn't really wasn't really looking after.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And uh, one day, one night coming back, I just said, "Lord, I don't want to be this anymore. I don't, yeah. I want to be because the the one thing about it, the Bible says that." that train up a child in the way she'd go, and when he is old, he will return, yeah. Yeah. right? And I was about twenty. I was about 28 years old when I started getting back to the things of God. Not that I, I had never stopped praying, mm-hmm. but I realized now that God had his hand on me, had his favor on me, kept me, even when I was in that stupidity mm-hmm. as a young man, uh, he, he kept me. And and kept me from really any terrible things happening to me. In fact, I think part of the reason that he held back major success, I didn't have major success. Mm -hmm. I had some hit records of a few things. But I think part of that was because he knew he was going to pull me out of it Mm -hmm. when I was ready. Right. When I was ready, God had another plan for me, but I was just running from Hmm. his plan. And so, uh, yeah, um, I came back gave my life back to the Lord, made a commitment that I wanted to do things his way for his reasons, and so I quit music completely. When I got the job at Jubilee, my brother was the main was the worship leader mm-hmm. at Jubilee. Mm-hmm. And the 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 one of the associate pastors told me said, "Listen, you got the most impressive resume of anybody we've ever seen on to come in and be a to, they hired me as the sound man. And said, you got a resume that far exceeds anybody else who's tried this, looking for this job. But don't be expecting that you're going to get up on stage and be with your brother doing things like that. This was before Ron had the -hmm. the hit records with integrity. Yeah, before Mm -hmm. Hosanna Integrity. And he said, don't be thinking that you're going to be getting up on stage and performing with your brother. You're here to do sound. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was okay with that. Yeah. Mm. I was okay with that mm-hmm. because I was separating myself from music. So I put it down. I literally put it down from from where I used to play and gig every night, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. to not gigging at all, mm. except for if, you know, somebody got sick, they needed somebody to sit in on bass mm-hmm. and Or whatever, but my job was to be the sound man and I was committed Mm -hmm. to that. And during that process, God taught me about the anointing, Mm -hmm. something I'd never really knew or understood it. And I would see my brother come out and just say a few words and this presence of God would fall on this room
6: Mm -hmm.
5: and people would just be under the power of God under the presence of God and it was something tangible something you could feel something you know God is in this place today mm-hmm. yeah and uh and I began to just not not so much study it as much as experience experience what is this is like to have this this was different from being on stage in front of mm-hmm. a thousand people or 10,000 people for performing in the secular world
3: yeah you know, the the Bible tells us that uh, the gift is without repentance. And mm-hmm. I think that um, sometimes we have these amazing gifts that we can just, you know, like my husband has said, many wonderful pastors roll out of bed with another woman
6: mm-hmm.
3: and come in and preach the, the, the roof off the church.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: And I, I just am perplexed. I was perplexed by that. Like, what is that about? And it's because the gift is, is without mm-hmm. repentance.
5: Mm-hmm. He's but, never going to take it back. Once but he that
3: anointing, mm-hmm. that anointing, when you are lining up with what, you know, uh, if with what God says your calling is, your mm-hmm. purpose is and, and you have lined up with it. And, you know, it's just, there's, there's something that happens. Like you said, there's something tangible that happens and i'm not saying you're walking in perfection by any means yeah. but there's just something about coming into agreement with who god says you are and your purpose that is so powerful um and and the other thing that i heard you saying is that you went through an identity transformation hmm. you relinquished who you thought you were hmm. you know how the bible says hmm. uh, you know uh, actually i'm i'm i don't remember the exact scripture but speaks about um, giving away, you know, yourself completely, so that you can put on Christ, you mm. can be who He's called you to be, and and so He took you through that that place.
5: He absolutely did. That was one of the most richest times mm. in my relationship with God was letting go, mm. so that He could take me where He wanted to be. He mm.
3: could take you, all mm. right. Well, when we come back, um, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the work that you have done uh, with Trinity and the the "Love Never Fails" song, and and understand, you know, how did how did you how were you inspired to write that, and mm-hmm. and uh, and where do you see the next couple of years of your life? So when we come back, we'll hear from Mark Canole, and thank you for listening to Abolition Radio.
1: We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking.
3: Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. And we are in studio today with Mark Nolli, And uh, we are learning all about his background and his coming, his his, uh, surrender to the Lord and transformation. And now here we are uh, at a place where you have launched a new music company. Correct, and it's called cannoli music, right? Yes, and um, you. I like have to
5: say it like this: cannoli music.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear your name, especially right now, I, I get hungry. No. <laughs> I want a cannoli. (laughs) I
4: was like, I don't get it. I
3: get it. (laughs) Now you get it. it, Yes. That's a good thing too. You can kind of say, (laughs) get, get fed with your music and have a side. uh, Yes. But I definitely have, um, I'm excited about one of your artists and about what, and if this is just the beginning of a major um, thing that, that God is going to be doing in your life, a new thing, uh, I'm so I'm so grateful that I get to be part mm-hmm. of the beginning or witness beginning. And so you um uh, you shared with us this beautiful song "Love Never Fails" that you wrote, uh, and you have an artist, Trinity. Who? What's Trinity's last name? Mudiganda. Moody Mudiganda. Moody and so the Trinity, just a lovely young lady. She lovely. was explaining to me. That she's just going into the sixth grade or no, she's going into seventh. Correct. Just completed sixth and, um, just, um, so sweet and, 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 and it's so funny, kind of quiet and s- seemingly a little bit shy, but not, not all the way. But then she gets on the stage <laughs> mm-hmm. and starts singing, right? Until she sings. Oh my gosh. You, you know, uh, talk about the anointing, right? You, you had, you had mentioned about Ron. When she got up and sang at the stage in in Alameda County Fair, at least 20 people stopped in their tracks Mm -hmm. and they turned around and started to hover. Mm -hmm. And I just noticed it was like, what's going on? Wow, this is awesome.
5: Yes,
4: definitely. More people came. Yes. You know, we, there were a lot of people there, but people were coming out of the woodwork yeah. when she
5: started singing.
3: Yeah. yeah. So tell us, how did you meet her? And tell us about the inception, you know, the development of the song.
5: So I've been a teaching voice for about eight years now. People have been asking me, man, won't you teach me how to sing? Well, finally, eight years ago, I started teaching voice. And so I've been marketing through different sources of marketing and uh, her family brought her to me two years ago. She was nine years old. And they brought her to me and said, we want you to uh, uh, we want you to help to refine that little girl's talent. We can tell she's got something, but we don't know what to do. And I was like, okay. You know, I gave her a little, I have a little test, free sample lesson that I do that I can evaluate kids and then know where I need to start with them. And she came with very good tools,
6: mm-hmm.
5: but it was raw. Mm-hmm. And so, two years ago, we started working, and I start teaching her how to breathe, and I start teaching her diction, and it's just this, the different things that are on that I learned from being in the studio with Norman Whitfield. Well, this little girl is one of the most dedicated, hardworking people. I have. She would go home and practice. Most students, <laughs> most students don't go home and do the work. That's right. But Nina, you know, because right. you're, you're a music teacher too. You're right. Most students won't go home and do the work. She would, I would show her something <laughs> and she would go home and come out. My, my classes, like, I have a, the, the class once a week with her, one hour a week. And she would go home and come back and she's practiced it and she's mastered it. And <laughs> wow. I said, Oh, she's going to be a good student. <laughs> yeah. So we're going on along you know I'm teaching her breathing techniques and all the different things and you know uh, refining her pitch and refining her diction and refining her and teaching her how to interpret but mm-hmm. that that's the main thing I, I recognize she's got the hardworking uh ethics. she's got a hard-working ethic so I can teach her stuff and she's pliable mm-hmm. so I start teaching them um two years ago also, We had a gift, a guest come to our church. I'm a member at Fremont Community Church here in Fremont, (laughs) and we had a a lady come by and give a presentation on um, on um, human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I actually heard it. I saw human trafficking around, but you know it was one of those things that Mm -hmm. he first time I actually heard it, and my heart was was moved. And I decided, you know what, as a black man in the United States who has been basically, I mean, who's basically been out of slavery for 200 years, I have a responsibility mm-hmm. to do something for this generation with a gift that I have. Mm-hmm. I have a responsibility to do something, make, try to do something to leave an impact, to make a change, to bring awareness what do I have to give? Mm-hmm. And the spirit of the God said, I, mean, I, was this, I was thinking about what, what Moses said, the same thing. Lord, what, mm-hmm. when, when God told Moses to go in front of Pharaoh and he said, what, what do you have? for um, he, he said, who will you send with me? Mm-hmm. And God said to him, what do you have in your hand? Mm-hmm. And I asked that same question. Do I have? I have my gift. Mm-hmm. I can write songs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write a song that's gonna bring attention to this. Mm-hmm. So I wrote the song and then uh as I was pulling it together I thought, you know what? I'm I need to have somebody who can bring an impact. How about this little girl who I've mm-hmm. been working with for at the time it was been a year and a half. hmm uh, how about having her, just see how she does on the song. Mm-hmm. She took to it. Mm. Wow. She took to it. Her family loved it and she killed it. She yeah. just, knocked, she buried bonds it. She knocked it out of the <laughs> yeah, park. Yeah, she did. And she I did. said, okay, this wow. is, this is how it's going to be. So I'm going to let this little girl sing this song. Cause she's way gifted. Yeah. And she's the right image. She's the right age. She's the right oh, person yeah. for this. And I felt like it's, rang in my spirit. Yes. It rang mm-hmm. in my spirit that God, this was, God was orchestrating this mm. and I needed to just go with it. So yeah. that's yeah. how she ended up being on it.
4: And I don't know where in the process it was, but if you remember, uh, almost a year ago now, maybe about six months ago, um, we were witnessing our family, Danielle Renee Ministries, and I was giving the plug about our uh, becoming one of a million. Yeah. And um, I gave him our Love Never Fails spiel, and Mark and I was sitting together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I, but he didn't have a clue what I was going up to speak about. And when I came back, he's like, Benita, I just wrote a song called Love Never Fails. Wow. Mm-hmm. And this is the connection. So I, well, we, what we felt. May have been a connection, yeah. You know, so I don't know where in the songwriting process at, you were at the time if it had already been done and she was already singing it. But
5: yeah, we we had been working on it at that point. She had she had been a, a we had been doing an interpretation and working wow. on it. And, wow. And,
3: wow. wow, see that but she
5: had already rec- recorded it at least once. Wow, you know?
3: well, see that he goes wow. before us. Oh yeah. Every time,
4: every time he goes
3: before. So, so you're hearing it now. We're actually going to be changing our abolition radio theme song, Mm -hmm. uh, starting this week. You're hearing it during the breaks, uh, going forward, you will be hearing it. You will hear Trinity singing Mark's song, love never fails. So we are so excited. Our new abolition radio theme song. That's right. And we're so grateful for cannoli music, mm-hmm. and um, and hopeful that this will be the first of many. Mm-hmm. You have lots of other artists lined up.
5: As a matter of fact, I do. I, you know, there's a lot of people who who are wannabes, mm. but God is sending me some really gifted people, mm-hmm. and I got some. I got at least five really strong, gifted young people that I plan on doing product on and getting it out. Nice. that would
4: be great that and we awesome. might
3: be able to send some his way too we sure might yeah. that's why yeah. i was asking the question
5: <laughs> absolutely i know that yep. you've
3: uh, one of our board members alvin DeCosta. you've actually worked with his daughter isabella right? as a matter
5: of fact i did work with yeah. Isabella. she's another gifted yeah. young lady oh, i'm yeah. not working with her anymore yeah. right now but last year we worked together and and she, j- oh my gosh that little girl can sing
3: and she actually has sent, uh, opened up a, a star spangled banner for Aww. the uh For uh, the A's A's, and she's, you know, so, so Mark, you're doing some amazing things with these young people. And how can people get in touch with you if they would like to um, get, you know, either themselves receive lessons or be considered to be an artist? How might they get in touch with you?
5: They can contact me at 408 373 6975 or you can go to my new website which is just going up in the next day or two com. nice and
3: yeah. that's k e n o l y m u s i c.com cool. all right yes. so uh you heard it here we 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 brought it, we brought it first. <laughs> and uh, I think it's going to become um, quite a success. And I'm glad again, to be a part of the beginning and, mm-hmm. and be able to witness what, what God is doing. And of course, the, for the fact that the Lord has put love never fails on your heart, even before you knew that mm-hmm. we were doing what we were doing. Wow, that's an amazing gift. Thank yeah, you, Lord. So I'm um, going to uh, actually go to the next segment in just a sec after our break, but uh, we, uh, we have events that are going on in the community, so uh, we will come back and learn more about those. And we just thank you for listening to Abolition Radio.
1: We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight. Against human trafficking.
3: Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Nita, we got some stuff going on in the community. Well, actually, I think Mark has some something. Yes. What do you got going?
5: Every second Saturday of every month, I lead worship at Vessels for Honor Ministries with Pastor Isabella Nayakundi at the what used to be the Beverly Heritage Hotel, and they just recently had a name change, is now called the Senesto Silicon Valley Hotel at the corner of 880 Freeway and Montague Boulevard. It is a prayer breakfast, and uh, we'd look to invite everybody. It's free attendance. We'll feed you uh, breakfast, and then we do music and worship, and Pastor Isabella preaches, and. And we do ministry. So I do that every second Saturday of every month. So that's my announcement.
4: That is cool. That is cool. Well, that leads me into our ongoing prayer call on every Sunday night at eight. Um, Love Never Fails has a prayer call. So we always open to any anyone to call in. You can go to the website to get the call-in number and access codes. Um, but 8 o'clock, every Sunday night Pacific Standard Time, 8 o'clock, you can join us there, and, and Chantel and her her team are there. We're there to intercede on behalf of um, this space of trafficked people as well as for any needs that one may have
3: and I have the code really quick it's uh the number is six four one seven one five three five eight zero and the code is six one zero nine seven five I don't know that that's on our website but it probably should be okay so but do join us eight o'clock Sundays yes
4: yes and we also have tonight our um, regular monthly Outreach this is um happening tonight in the East Bay. So if you are new to outreach, come to Faith Fellowship Church, 577 Manor Boulevard in San Leandro for training at 7 tonight. And you can join us for outreach here in the East Bay. And last but not least, uh, every third Thursday, and this month it will fall on the 20th, is our volunteer orientation. So if you are interested in anything that pertains to Love Never Fails, And would like to help volunteer, you know, we are still a volunteer run organization. Please come out and join us to learn about all things love never fails and where you might um, plug in and get involved with us. We need your help. And on that note, be one of a million. Um, Give a dollar a month and tell someone else to give a dollar a month to spread the word to help fight Trafficking amongst us, whether um, our education programs, our um, housing programs, outreach, community, uh, community events, join us, be a part. Don't just sit by like Marcus shared today. He uses his music to make a difference. He's using the gift that God has given him is his music. Many of us have gifts. We can use them in this fight against trafficking. And we would just love to have you do that.
3: Absolutely. And I have a few other things that I want to share with uh, the audience. Um, number one, want to make sure that you go to our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com and check out all of the services that we have, uh, ways that you specific ways you can get involved. Also like our page, uh, love never fails uh, or abolition radio we also run a Youth Commission Against Trafficking, so YCAT is a page on Facebook as well as Project Look For Me. And oh, by the way, we are looking for someone to lead up the Project Look For Me program, which involves um, looking for missing children. So if you have a law enforcement background uh, and or private investigator and you um, feel called to this, reach out. Reach mm-hmm. out to me at Vanessa 11 Us dot com and we will um we will chat. I also wanted to share with you that we are actively um spinning up a Cisco networking academy in the city of Hayward. Um you are going to hear more about that in the coming uh weeks. But, uh, we are going to be partnering with Lao, with La Familia, with Hayward Adult School, uh, with Pico, um, and, um, and specifically around Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, WIOA. And so if you are somebody who has been, uh, receiving unemployment in the last two years, you're unemployed or underemployed, you are looking for work and training opportunities, reach out to us so that we can refer you to one of these agencies. In Oakland, it would be Lao in Hay- Hayward city of Hayward um, it will be uh, la- uh, it will be Hayward adult school and in the tri valley area it 'll be uh, la familia reach out to us we 'll connect you to them so that you can get qualified. Uh, so you can get involved in this networking academy. We're super excited about um, getting people, uh, not only getting people to, um, you know, certified and educated, but getting them to a sustainable uh, job. And um, also wanted to share with you, mark your calendars for September 22nd. Um, Concord, um, I believe it's the Marriott. I will be speaking at a um, Bay Area rescue um, Bridges event and uh, that evening that's September 22nd and then September the <clears throat> I believe it's the 9th I will be speaking from 10 to 12 at a glow international and that's in San Rafael. Um, so lots going on. Uh, want to, Oh, also PBC Cupertino, se- September 24th. So we're going to be jammed that weekend. Come and join us and IJM out there at PBC Cupertino. Thanks so much for all of your support. Of course, um, we want to end this time by making sure that you know that you are
1: loved. Thanks for joining us this week on abolition radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at AbolitionRadio.org, by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. Our theme song, Courage to Believe, is by Justin McRoberts. Hear more about his passion for justice and art at justinmcroberts.com. And this is Dave Naderhood. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thanks for listening, and thanks even more for taking action to help set captives free.
2: You're in the neighborhoods we live in, you're in the ones we're passing by, you're in the ones we call our neighbors, and the ones who still escape our eyes.